Welcome back to the Eat Scripture Podcast. This is Eric and Gina Robinson. We're starting 2 Kings today. Um, so we'll go through the first chapter this this recording. Um, I did want to say quickly that we are doing these now once a week for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. And we will drop them on Tuesdays. I think I said Monday at the end of the last mm-hmm. podcast. But we'll try to do them on Tuesdays. Yeah every week so look for them and i think we can keep going here. keep going because really as we know kings is one big book it's not yes. two books it's really originally one big scroll right. so when we ended last time really we're just we're just moving on here as the normal scroll yeah. would move on the very uh, end of first kings just talked about ahaziah yeah uh becoming king and king. how evil he was mm-hmm. and so now we're going to pick up with a story about him about him specifically dying mm-hmm. so uh so now that we are oh that was a spoiler alert yeah well <laughs> i don't think anybody is too shocked um <laughs> by, what, by where where this is headed uh so we know he only reigned for two years he told us that in the very end of the last chapter so sure enough we're going to see this is the way he comes to his end here, but let's read it because there are some uh, interesting things that are involved here, especially with Elijah and Elijah's work. Right. And we haven't seen Elijah exactly. for a little bit. He has I mean, he's going to show up again. Yeah. He showed up in the very end of chapter 21 of first Kings, but it was only for a moment. He made a pronouncement against Ahab, mm-hmm. but we hadn't seen him for a full chapter and a half before easily a full chapter and a half before that. So now we're, curious what you know about elijah what's happening with him now let's take a look and by and start by reading chapter one of second kings verse one through eight okay after the death of ahab moab rebelled against israel now ahaziah fell through the lattice in his upper chamber in samaria and lay sick so he sent messengers telling them go inquire Baalzebub, the god of Ekron, whether I shall recover from this sickness. But the angel of the Lord said to Elijah the Tishbite, Arise, go up to meet the messengers of the king of Samaria and say to them, Is it because there is no god in Israel that you are going to inquire of Baalzebub, the god of Ekron? Now therefore, thus says the Lord, You shall not come down from the bed to which you have gone up, but you shall surely die. So Elijah went. The messengers returned to the king, and he said to them, Why have you returned? And they said to him, There came a man to meet us and said to us, Go back to the king who sent you and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Is it because there is no God in Israel that you are sending to inquire of Beelzebub, the God of Ekron? Therefore you shall not come down from the bed to which you have gone up, but you shall surely die. He said to them, What kind of man was he who came up to meet you and told you these things? And they answered him, he wore a garment of hair with a belt of leather about his waist. And he said, it is Elijah the Tishbite. Then the king sent to him a captain of 50 men with his, with his 50. Well, he went actually, up, we were going to stop in verse 8. Oh, let's I'm say. sorry. That's I okay. just kept going. That's all right. All right. <laughs> uh, we'll catch that in a minute. But as we get into this, um, let's note a couple things about the way this starts. Now, in verse 1, Death of Ahab results in Moab's rebellion. So Moab feels like this is a good time to throw off right. Israel's yoke uh, right. since they've got a dead king and maybe they're squirrel. And uh, David had kind of incorporated Moab in 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they were mm-hmm. actually his distant relatives. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they apparently became, it's been peaceful mm-hmm. until yeah. now. Became kind of a, a subject nation um, mm-hmm. uh, or, and have been, yes, in a peaceful relationship at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for all we know, Ahab got heavy handed with them. Right. And they were ready to get out. And anyway, they see this as their opportunity, opportunity yep, right. to throw off that control. So that's what they're going to do. And then this strange story about Ahaziah falling through a lattice in his upper chamber. Yeah. This is how, apparently, you know, this is how the Lord's judgment is falling on him. Now, it never says that. It never says that it was God's judgment and God right. pushed him through the lattice or anything. Right. But this is how, without question, I think an early Israelite reader is certainly mm-hmm. going to read it that way. Um, he has pronounced judgment on Ahab's house and Ahaziah is going to receive that judgment. And I, someone pointed, someone that I was reading pointed out that this first Kings started with David mm-hmm. um, being ill. Mm-hmm. And then this is starting with Ahaziah. So on, a king on his of, deathbed, a king yeah. is on laying his on his deathbed. Yes. Yeah. In both, both cases. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's something to that. Yeah. Um, whenever we, Ahaziah literally means Yahweh has grasp. Um, And he certainly has grabbed Ahaziah and is doing with him as he will, um, bringing judgment on him. And we can see why. Because he's like, first of all, that he's even acting like uh, he's going to a prophet, Mm -hmm. um, not a prophet of God, but he's looking for a sign. Yeah somebody to tell him that he's not going to die from this. Mm -hmm. And he goes to, instead of sending to one of God's prophets, Mm -hmm. he goes to, sends them to Beelzebub, the God Mm -hmm. of Ekron. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, uh, yes, goes to the God of Ekron, a Philistine city, Philistine city, where he's going to the God of Ekron. Um, which, of course, this is also uh, just going off back of to all the places. Yeah, he's trying to go back under idolatry, um, leading just continues like his father to lead Israel back closer and closer into just like a slavery right. to idols. And we've talked about this before about the people who were brought out of Egypt in the mm-hmm. Exodus wanting to go back right. into that slavery. And that's exactly what he's doing. That's with. exactly right. That's what he's we're seeing on that spiritual level. He's trying to re recanonize the promised land right. by bringing it, by letting them have all right. the, letting all the idols come back and everything. Yep. That's exactly what we're seeing. So he wants to seek and inquire of Beelzebub, uh, yeah, which I'm is sure. what we know of Beelzebub in the New Testament when it's talked about Beelzebul there. That's the, probably the very same. It's hard to believe it wouldn't be, but they're written slightly differently with a different ending. Beelzebub, like it says here, literally means lofty lord mm-hmm. or lord of the high place, master of the high place or lofty mm-hmm. master. That's what Beelzebub means. If you change it to Beelzebul, then it actually mean it sounds almost the same, but the tweak is that now it means Lord of the Flies or Master of the Flies, or ma- in other words, in a Jew's mind, Master of Directionless People, Master, master of the Directionless Ones, because a fly just when it flies around, just it flies seems around. to have no 
no rhyme or reason to why it's going where it's going. You can barely even, you know, get a fly swatter on it because it just zigzags so much. You can't figure out it doesn't have a path. And so it's directionless. So it just zigzags around, you know. So whenever whenever he's Lord of the Flies, well, it's not going, you know, it's it's going with the idea of what a fly does. And so people who would follow Beelzebub. Just flies around randomly and a noise. Yes. And so the followers of Beelzebub are the same thing. That's what his followers are like. A bunch of directionless people. Okay. Um, and and so that's what probably the play on words is in the New Testament. But this would be more accurate to what the followers of Beelzebub would want to say. Okay. Lofty Lord. Uh, and so that's what we see here. That's what this is. So they're sending, he's going to that God to ask what will happen to him. Will he live or die? Sending, sending servants to ask. Right. They only make it a short distance before Elijah the Tishbite, as again, as they introduce him yes. again as that. Elisha the returnee um, is, is maybe what it means. It's kind of hard to get a full grasp on, but a bunch of people who return is who he's from. So Elisha the, Elijah the returnee. He says, uh, he meets him and says, is it because there is a God in Israel that you're not going to, or that you're going, not a God in Israel that you're going to inquire of Beelzebub? Yep. Yep. And uh, says, I guess because there's no God in Israel, right? That must be why you're doing it. And so he says, go, you go back then. And you say this to him. You say, uh, thus says the Lord, you shall not come down from the bed to which you have gone up, but you will surely die. And then Elijah leaves. They do. They turn around. They go back to the king. Of course, first thing the king says in verse five is, what are you back so quick for? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously the king knows they can't have made all that distance at once. Why have you, why have you returned? Why are you back here? They mm-hmm. said to him, well, this man showed up and started talking to us. And he, <laughs> and he said they this. They told him what he said. Right? Yeah. He said this, you're not going to come down from that deathbed. Of course, then immediately the king is like, okay, tell me what he looked like. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, he had this garment of hair on. He had a big hairy garment that he wore and he had this leather belt around his waist and that's enough for the king. The king is like, oh, yeah, I know exactly who we're talking Elijah. about. That's Elijah. Yeah. Elijah, the Tishbite, Elijah, the returnee is back given words. Uh, and so sure enough, this is, he's, he's upset about this. Mm-hmm. Um, the king, instead of hearing it and throwing himself at the mercy of Yahweh, gets mad at the messenger, as it were, mm-hmm. and sends forces out to get him. He's about to send right. forces out to get him because right. he's so upset by it. So, again, we would we would say, you know, why wouldn't you? He knows good and well that Elijah was his father's nemesis. Surely he knows that. Mm-hmm. that Elijah gave him all sorts oh, yeah. of trouble. But that Elijah's word also came true about his father's death. You would think he would know that, mm-hmm. too. But instead of just trusting, go, you're right. Yahweh is sovereign. I should be listening to him. Please, Yahweh, show me mercy. Instead of that, uh, like people in power so often do, they he don't hear a bad, they that, refuse right. to hear a bad word about themselves and they do anything necessary to silence it. Right. Uh, no matter how uh, silly it seems to act that way. Now, if everybody, even if everybody else can see it, you, they can't. 
tend to see it. So power blinds um, for sure. And uh, we are getting a lesson in that. Well, here. and it's quite a lesson in uh, what we do when we're in a situation. Who do we consult? Mm -hmm. yes. And I, I mean, that really that. hit me kind of. I read that in yeah. one of the things I was reading and I thought, oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, we often consult everything but God. Yeah. We'll go to church on Sunday, but when something bad ha happens to us, we'll... We uh, look for the experts. Yeah. We, we run to the experts. Exactly. And, the counselors are And the, there's nothing wrong I with think there's anything some of that. Wrong but with... <laughs> we should be taking our things to God, mm -hmm. our questions to him yeah. first, and um, yeah. seeking wisdom there. So Completely. It's a, it's a good... I just want to be reminded of that. Yeah. That we're not. There's nothing wrong with going to a counselor or a doctor or to anyone where you think you might get help. So long as you're realizing ultimately all these people are subservient to the same God I am. And he's right. the one who has the say here. Right. And I've got to be talking to him about it for sure. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's what it comes down to. Um, so, so yeah, don't hear this and not hear ourselves. Let's hear our own. We've, we run the risk of being putting ourselves in the same place Ahaziah has. Um, and we need to, we should always be seeking Yahweh right. first. I'm really glad you said that. That's yeah. a powerful message to be drawn yes. out of this. And this um, is a picture of a kingdom that is sick. Mm -hmm. Just as sick as this king is. Mm -hmm. Yes. And this dynasty yes. is dying. Anyway. Yes, absolutely. As go the in all of kings, as goes the king, so goes the kingdom. Exactly. And the northern kingdom is sick, deathly ill, because they've of fallen through a lattice and they don't know. If that's right. Make don't it. know if they'll survive or right. not. And Omri, uh, or this Omri dynasty, is a, just a, a microcosm right. of, of the whole thing. What the whole nation is suffering from mm -hmm. right now. So yes. Um, but he does know, like we said at the end, verse eight, he, boy, he sure recognizes Elijah when Elijah's described yeah. to him. You know, I know exactly. <laughs> His dad who couldn't that is. stand Elijah. Yep. And now he's. Now he's after him. After him too. So, so let's read verse nine, I think through verse 16. We'll save the last couple of verses for a minute, but mm -hmm. let's read nine through 16 and see how he responds. I said his dad couldn't stand him. Neither could his mom. So, right, his mom couldn't either. They both exactly. wanted to kill him. <laughs> he got it genetically from both sides. So. Right. Okay. I'll read 9 through 16. 16. Okay. Then the king sent him a captain of 50 men with his 50. He went up to Elijah, who was sitting on top of a hill, and said to him, O man of God, the king says, come down. But Elijah answered the captain of 50, I'm a man of God. Let fire come down from heaven and consume you and your fifty. Then fire came down from heaven and consumed him and his fifty. Again, the king sent to him another captain of fifty men with his fifty. And he answered and said to him, O man of God, this is the king's order. Come down quickly. But Elijah answered him, If I am a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume you and your fifty. Then the fire, for fire of God came down from heaven and consumed him and his fifty. Again, the king sent the captain of a third fifty with his fifty. And the third captain of fifty went up and came and fell on his knees before Elijah and entreated him. O oh man of God, please let my life and the life of these fifty servants of yours be precious in your sight. Behold, fire came down from heaven and consumed the two former captains of fifty men and their fifties. But now let my life be precious in your sight. 
Then the angel of the Lord said to Elijah, go down with him. Do not be afraid of him. So he arose and went down with him to the king and said to him, thus the Lord, thus says the Lord, because you have sent messengers to inquire of Beelzebub, the God of Ekron, it is because there is no God in Israel to inquire of his word. Oh, I'm sorry. I read that wrong. Is it because there is no God in Israel to inquire of his word? Therefore, you shall not come down from the bed of, to which you have gone up, but you shall surely die. Mm. There it is. Pronouncement made directly face to face this time. Mm -hmm. But it's the same announcement he's made already through the men. So we go back to verse 9 and we watch how the king reacted immediately to when he found out it was alive to the Tishbite. He sends his men to capture Elijah? Yeah. Why? What does he think he's going to get Elijah into my face? I'm going to force him to give me a different word. Is that what he's thinking? Because that's not going to work out well. But however, it doesn't really matter what he's thinking. Elijah here is prophet in power. Right. There is no qualms about who's in charge of this whole thing now. Right. He's got God behind him. And I think it's interesting that Ahaziah and Ahab, these last couple of things we've read, mm -hmm. they just think they can fool God somehow yeah. or that they have some power over God. Yes. They do. They're and like they can get something done. It's foolish. Yeah. Very foolish. And so uh, you had already said lots of stuff in this chapter, as Peter Lighthart has also pointed out, about mm -hmm. going up and coming down. And so we right. can see all sorts of things happening here. Whenever we see him in verse 9, he went up to Elijah. This is the captain and his 50. He went up to Elijah, who was sitting on top of a hill, and said, O oh, man of God, the king says, come down. And I think that's how we need to read it. He's ordering right. Elijah down. Right. Well, Elijah's right. in the Elijah. If if they are they are sending their request, Ahaziah is sending his request or his question to the exalted Lord or exalted right. Master Beelzebub, as his mm -hmm. name means. But it's Elijah who's actually sitting up high, which is representative of the fact that God and God's word in Elijah are high, right. not like this Beelzebub, right. exactly. Who's exalted? Who's up high? God, his word in his prophet, Elijah right. sits up high on the mountain. And it says and, a hill here, but yeah. that word can also be Same mountain. as mountain. So. Same as mountain. So yeah, so he's, so he's up, he's the one who's up high on the mountain and when they order him down, give him an order. You come down, man of God. Mm -hmm. It is not received well. Yeah. So immediately Elijah says to him, if I am a man of God, let fire come down yeah, from, heaven from heaven <laughs> and consume you and your 50. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Fire comes down from heaven and consumes. Now, Elijah's already brought fire down from heaven before right. way back in chapter 18 whenever he was against the bales and it proved that the lord was in control and everybody for for at least a short time everybody was doing what elijah said so here he's once again the prophet who who, who is asks it? for fire from heaven and gets it in me or commands right. it even right. and gets it um, he is God's representative. And very he is much. Like, 
When you hear his word, you should hear God speaking. And that's exactly the way we see it here. Uh, and so, so sure enough, this man and his 50 are completely consumed. Word travels back to the king, and how does the king take it? He just tries again. <laughs> it's the craziest thing. I don't know if he's got some Oh, kind yeah? Of... I'm going to send another <laughs> 50 guys, after, 51 men after him, uh, which is exactly what he winds up doing. He sends them and their 15. Now, now we should hear it adds the word quickly at the end of right. verse 11. We should hear it even more forcefully. Oh, man of God, this is the king's order. Come down quickly. Don't just come down. You come down right now. That's what the king it's says. It's as if they're ordering God to come down. That's right. That's exactly what we should right. hear. We should hear them trying to order God around. Right. God will not be ordered around. Elijah answered, if I am a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume you and your 50. And then the fire of God came down from heaven and consumed him and his 50. Oh, my goodness. It's exactly what we've heard before. Right. Now, imagine is... being this third captain of 50. And boy, you can hear it in the way he talks <laughs> mm -hmm. that there's a difference here in the way he approaches Elijah. Mm -hmm. So the third man, again, the king is so stupid that he's going to do this a third time. I'll, I'll get him for sure. I'm going to get him one of these times. I'm going to keep sending 50. I'm going to prove who's who has more staying power. Right. Prove it by what? By losing 50 minutes at a time? 51 minutes at a time? I mean, <laughs> it's ridiculous. That, that's, yeah, it's, it's absurd. But sure enough, he sends the third captain in his 50. But when we hear in verse 13 how the captain talks, um, we can hear it in the way that he talks. Right. And even oh, that he came and fell on his knees. Oh, yes, absolutely. Before Elijah. Right. He's, he's... Yeah. Showing humility, deference, mm -hmm. complete deference to the man of God. So when he speaks, oh, man of God, please let my life and the life of these 50 servants of yours be precious in your sight. Mm -hmm. Behold, fire came down from heaven and consumed the two former captains of 50 men with their 50s. But now let my life be precious in your sight. Then the angel of the Lord said to Elijah, go down with him. Do not be afraid of him. It's this humility. Mm -hmm. This is the difference. This right. made all the difference. And the word of God is going to, the word embodied in Elijah, which is what it is, is going to travel with this man because of his humility. This man isn't seeking to kill Elijah or give him orders or make him do something that he doesn't want to do. He's just asking for mercy. Please come with me. This is what I've been commanded he to do. He can see and, what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. He knows, he knows exactly what's going to happen and he acts accordingly. And so Elijah does rise and go with him. He went down. Yep. <laughs> And he goes to the king, it says, at the end of verse 15. And then 16, he said to him, Thus says the Lord, Because you have sent messengers to inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, and then he can't help but throwing in his question again, Is it because there's no god in Israel that you inquired? Yeah. That you inquired yeah. of him? <laughs> and then he goes on with his pronouncement, Therefore, you shall not come down from the bed to which you have gone up. You will surely die. So he gets right in his face and says mm -hmm. it now. Now he's up in his face. And he's saying, same thing he said before. He hasn't changed a word of what he's going right. to say. You're dead, man. That's And it's all mm -hmm. because you seek other gods before coming to Yahweh. It has everything to yes. do with where your heart is. And you're after other gods. Mm -hmm. um, and, and sure enough, uh, it happens just as Elijah said, verse 17, he dies according to the word of Elijah. What we're seeing here in this story is so interesting to me because 
I see in it, as we've talked about typology and Elijah having gone to Horeb, gone into the hole in the ground, mm -hmm. come out of the hole in the ground, gone and anointed his successor and pronouncement upon evil Israel that they're going to be destroyed. Whenever they come after Elijah now, back in chapter 18, when Jezebel sent forces after him, he ran to Horeb. Right. And then he complained to God, I'm the only one left. Right. There's nobody like, you know, nobody like me to stay true, which he was wrong about. Yeah. Now, though, ever since he's come out of that hole in the ground, he is fearless Elijah. Right. We saw him, like I said, at the end of the And chapter. not appearing as much. Right. Not but when he does, much. it's just out of nowhere. Yep. And. And like we said, we saw him at the end of chapter 21. He came straight up to Ahab and told him what was going to happen because mm -hmm. he had taken Naboth's vineyard. Right. You're dead. Right. And he didn't seem to worry about it at all. And then here's the next time we see him. He got 51 minutes of time coming after him and he's just pronouncing fire from heaven and it right. is coming down in a hurry and just killing these guys. He cannot be touched here. He sits up high mm -hmm. and he has all the power. Right. So if there's in any sense. He has defeated the Baals. That's right. right. He has utterly defeated the Baals. If there is in any sense a typological connection here, it seems to go toward the fact that Jesus, when he comes out of the hole in the ground, there will be no more chances of right. you laying hands on him or getting him right. to do what you want him to do. Exactly. Um, not, even a, not even a chance. He is in full control. Power. And has power, sits up high wields it at his discretion, um, is happy to come to the one who speaks in humility to mm -hmm. him, mm -hmm. but is fully in control at all times. Yes. And, and I, I do love that. that picture. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, that, so that's what he's pronounced. Now we get to verse 17 and 18, which is the end of our chapter. And let's just read that real quick. Okay. So he died according to the word of the Lord that Elijah had spoken. Jehoram became king in his place in the second year of Jehoram, the son of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, because Ahaziah had no son. Now the rest of the acts of Ahaziah that he did, are they not written in the book of Chronicles, uh, the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? Yep. So there's Ahaziah's last little note yes. about him. This is our last little Very confusing. Him. Yes, that was to incredibly me. confusing uh, for those who don't know what's going on here. So you'll note in verse 17, <laughs> it says he died according to the word that Elijah spoke. And then it says, Jehoram became king in his place in the second year of Jehoram, the son of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, because Ahaziah had no son. So what that's saying is that Jehoshaphat his rule comes to an end during the rule of Ahaziah. But it Is can't. that right? No. No, it can't. Jehoram <laughs> became king in his place in the second year of Jehoram, the son of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. I think this is because Jehoram, son of Jehoshaphat, is co-ruling with Jehoshaphat okay. at this time. Okay, that's one of the things that was confusing me too. He is, and we see this several times in the Old Testament where we have co-regents. A son will also be co-ruling with his father, and it will say something that will allude to the fact that, oh, wait, has he really come to the to power yet? Well, in a sense, because he's 
exerting rulership control already, but only alongside his father. Okay. He's really alongside his that father. Helps. And that's what except I that think, he has the same name as what doesn't help is that yes, he's named Jehoram, which is also the name of our It's Ahaziah's brother. Right. Yes. Ahaziah's younger brother is named Jehoram, and so is uh Jehoshaphat. so is Jehoshaphat's son. And they're gonna overlap in their rulership at some point. Surely they had a book of names they could have chosen it something is, different. It is very interesting. <laughs> it actually makes me wonder how far Jehoshaphat was willing to go to try and make um, treaties and, and, and just good lines, friendships yeah. with the northern country, with North Israel. To name his son. Because his he was son even after, naming his son after a son of Ahab. Of Ahab. That's because, kind of sad. Yeah. And so, but it so could be. It could easily be that. But that's what's going to happen is they're both going to be on the throne overlapping here, which is okay. hard for us. So uh, that's what you're seeing, and that's why it reads. That funny. helps to clear that up. And now the, then the, you can get, and you can find online some good charts that will help you see the names of both uh, the north and the south, both Judah and Israel and their kings, the names of the kings. Right. Order. It does help to see that. You may even have one in your Bible. If you right. Have you might have one in your Bible. Bible. Exactly. Yeah. So look at that because you're going to see a Jehoram on both sides and then look at their times on the throne and they're going to overlap. It's going to be overlapping and you'll see that very clearly. So that'll help you a little bit to understand what's going on here. Okay. Um, so then it says the rest of the acts of Ahaziah that he did over those two years that he was in power. You know, you can find those written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings. But basically the author is saying here the same thing he always says is, this I don't is, have time for that. This is all you need to know. This is what you need to know in light of God, God's covenant, what God wants out of his king. This is it. And so Ahaziah is gone. And that's the last we're going to hear of him. Okay. So we'll be back with the very extended Elijah Elisha stories coming up in the next several chapters. We're going to spend okay. just time on them. And that's going to be a lot of fun. So. Yeah, I think that's going to be fun to be back. Yeah, for sure. That. So, all right. Well, join us next time. Again, great to talk to everybody. So glad you joined us and hope you have a really great week ahead. We will talk to you again. Like we said, we'll drop these on Tuesdays. So be watching out and we'll talk to you soon.